Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. When I was younger, my career dreams were probably similar to a lot of kids. President of the United States, a doctor, an astronaut. I quickly became disinterested in the first two, but an astronaut, that stuck with me. So much so that I formed an aerospace group with a couple classmates in the ninth grade. My memory is fuzzy, but I remember we toured Lockheed Martin and went on other field trips. In the 10th grade, I was excited to take physics to learn more. But that class was a disaster. It was hard, and I felt like my teacher only wanted to teach the top students, which was not me. So I let go of that dream, and today I'm very happy being a journalist. And yet, I can't help but wonder, if I had just gotten better support and encouragement back then, maybe I'd be aboard the International Space Station right now. Support and guidance is a cornerstone of career and technical education, or CTE, programs in high school. Teachers lean on their industry advisors to make sure they're teaching the right skills. And student organizations are exposing teens to a wide variety of careers. There's also work-based learning that includes career counseling, industry-sponsored projects, and apprenticeships. I'm Stephanie Daniel, and this is The Colorado Dream, Career Education from KUNC. We're looking at how a small Metro Denver school district is using career and technical education to give students both job training and the education to prepare them for future success, whether they go directly into the workforce or attend college after graduation. In May, Wings Over the Rockies Exploration of Flight hosted an eSport competition that's new to the U.S., the first academic drone soccer competition. You heard that right, a soccer match that's played with aerial drones. Four schools are competing, and the large hall is buzzing with pregame activities, like labeling batteries and calibrating and testing drones. Bring your drone over, we're going to make sure everybody's arming in the right direction. Westminster High School sophomore Cam Tran is hyping up his nine-person team. Today we're here to win, right? Mm -hmm. Right? So make sure you got your A-game ready. In the first match, the team is facing off against Coronado High School from Colorado Springs. There are three three-minute rounds. All right, both teams on your drones. Drone soccer is played indoors in an enclosed 10 by 10 by 20 foot netted arena. Players stand outside of it and pilot remote-controlled hobby quadcopters that are enclosed in plastic spheres, creating small soccer balls. Ready? Three, two, one. There's three players on each team, one striker and two goalies. The goals are vertical hoops on opposing ends of the court. A team scores one point when the striker flies their drone through the hoop. It looks a lot like the Quidditch game that originated in the Harry Potter books. We've got two for Westminster, one for Coronado. Two for Coronado. The sport was introduced in South Korea in 2016 and has spread to other countries. In the U.S., drone soccer is both fun and educational. The students build, operate, and learn how to fly the customizable drones. They can also practice coding by programming them using an open source software. In the spring, Westminster High School, or Westie as the locals call it, offered drone soccer as an after-school program. Can learned about it while taking the aerospace engineering class in the CTE engineering pathway. 
it's a great fit because he likes to code and he loves competition. I liked how drone soccer, you could combine engineering, like I said, so we just like build and maintain and also like, you know, we try to improve our drones. And also, we also combine that with computer science, which is what I plan to major in uh, eventually in college. Now fast forward to September. Can is in a classroom with 16 other students. They're watching a video about the different levels of airspace and where drones can legally fly. In this lecture, we'll be discussing Class E, or Echo, controlled airspace. This is Westie's newest class, Drone Operations and Robotics. It's part of the engineering pathway. Can is not technically enrolled in this class. His schedule was too full. So he's taking it as an independent study. I wanted to take drone this year because I really have a passion for drones and uh, flying drones. Students are learning everything there is to know about drones. This includes operation, maintenance, and how to fly safely and successfully. They are also studying to take the Federal Aviation Administration's Part 107 exam, which will allow them to fly drones commercially. And you only have to be 16 to take the test. You know, I'd love to do videography with uh, drones. There's a lot of like financial opportunities as well. Like there's a lot of jobs surrounding it and they get paid pretty well. Jobs include shooting video, surveying land, and search and rescue. And the average pay for a beginner drone pilot in Colorado is about four times the minimum wage. It's a pretty significant uh, amount of money that you can make flying drones, somewhere between, you know, I've seen job postings for $50 an hour up to like, you know, $200 an hour. This is Robert Ferguson. He teaches this class and also engineering, aerospace engineering, and computer essentials. Robbie has been flying drones as a hobby for years. But when he decided to offer this class, he had to step up his credentials. So over the summer, he took a two-week basic ground instructor class. It's geared towards flying planes, but he was able to use the skills to pass Part 107 and get his drone pilot license. Now he's helping his students get theirs. It's an excellent opportunity for our students to get into a career that doesn't involve a whole lot of um, college education and whatnot. And uh, they could take this opportunity and actually, you know, use the Part 107, go create a business, go fly some drones, and that kind of stuff. The curriculum for the class comes from Spartan College of Aeronautics and Technology in nearby Broomfield. I was curious how Westie's partnership with the college came about. So I visited the campus to find out. My name is Nicholas Brown, and I'm the campus president here at Spartan College of Aeronautics and Technology. Spartan has been around for over 90 years and has trained about 100,000 pilots and technicians. It has four campuses, one in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and two in the Los Angeles area, and in Broomfield, where it offers associate degrees in aviation maintenance and aviation electronics. And also um, getting into the slowly uh, developing world of drones. Um, so the Part 107 uh, certificate from the FAA is an option for them to take advantage of while they're here. The college received permission from the Colorado Department of Higher Education to share the curriculum from their drone and foundational electronics courses with high schools like Westminster. Spartan also provides equipment, training, and other support to help teachers meet the course requirements. We really decided to embrace that and support them um, due to the fact that they give these uh, students an ability to see, okay, drones is an expanding um, opportunity in the workforce today. Is this something that student X may think might be a viable career path for them? The aviation industry is pretty insulated. 
And Nicholas says a lot of people don't know what maintenance technicians or avionics specialists do unless they know someone in the industry. That's why their partnership with Westy and other schools is important. Just giving them the opportunity to open their eyes and experience something like that may ultimately result in them finding a career that otherwise they didn't know existed. The aerospace industry includes aviation, space, and defense. Colorado has the nation's second largest aerospace economy and highest per capita industry, with more than 500 companies. But there's a worker shortage because of two things. The first is workers aging out. The FAA has mandatory age requirements for some jobs. According to an industry report from Boeing, more than 2 million new pilots, technicians, and cabin crew members will be needed to fly and maintain the global commercial fleet over the next two decades. The second is that aerospace is expanding rapidly. Case in point, the emergence of drones, also called unmanned aerial vehicles. Since 2018, the number of FAA-certified pilots has doubled in the U.S. While most are recreational operators, the demand for commercial pilots is exploding. So how can Colorado meet this workforce demand? You get kids interested in the industry early on. Aerospace Alley is an education committee made up of people from K-12 schools and districts, from industry, organizations, and we all have the same goal of promoting aviation and STEM education across Colorado. April Lanat runs the state's Aerospace Education Committee and works as a STEM integration lead at NASA. And a quick note, since I spoke to April, the group has changed its name to the Aerospace Frontiers Education Committee. So schools and districts didn't know who to reach out to, how to even start. Industry, likewise, was not familiar with schools and how do you get into a school? How do you get out there? The group formed around 2018, and some of the earliest members were United Airlines, Spartan College, and Westminster High School. April says little by little, more companies and school districts have joined. Now there are over 150 participants from all over the state in different sectors who share resources and needs, collaborate, and problem solve. Aerospace is such a specialized industry that we need to work together to get these resources available to students so that they can fill this growing pipeline for the workforce in aerospace. Thanks to this grassroots effort, Colorado CTE now offers aviation. And the Aerospace Frontiers Education Committee put together a statewide advisory board to oversee and guide school districts as they create their own pathways. So there's a shortage of STEM opportunities at schools in general. The other problem is a shortage of skilled instructors at those schools. Whenever we started the Aerospace Alley organization, there was a need because schools don't have pilots among their ranks. They don't have aviation mechanics. You just don't have the people who can teach those courses. So that's a major issue. Teacher Robbie Ferguson leaned heavily on the Aerospace Frontiers Education Committee when he built Westie's classes. It's also how he found out about drone soccer and other activities. It's a really good group to kind of, you know, bounce things off of and ask questions. I'm always asking questions about, you know, if I need to do a rocket launch, like who can I get in contact with? And there's always somebody who knows. A group of students are in Robbie's classroom for the drone soccer club. This is their second weekly meeting since school started. Take a shot at it, see if it works. 
Throughout the semester, they'll build and program their drones, practice their flying skills, and learn the rules and strategies of the sport. The drone soccer competitions will start again in early 2022. How are you doing? Hey, excellent. Today, the club has a guest. So this is Isaul Batista. Isaul is one of our experts and our mentors as far as drone soccer. So he was part of the drone soccer club last year. He's also a great resource to kind of help you guys build your drones. Isaul was in the engineering pathway and just graduated from Westy in May. He planned to pursue a career in architecture or engineering, but after playing drone soccer, he decided to pivot. I really enjoyed flying drones, and when I found that I could uh, have a job towards drones, I found it like, way more easier. So like, it changed my mind. Isaul goes to Spartan College and is in the Aviation Electronics program. He's also studying to pass the Part 107 test so he can become a commercial drone pilot. Yeah, I'm really excited about going to Spartan because it's a... Uh, Mainly right now, it's learning new stuff that I really haven't experienced with. And the other part is like some stuff that I've learned uh, in the aerospace class last year really like uh, transferred to Spartan College. So right, like I sort of know a bit and like I'm learning a little bit more. Junior Can Tran is also in the drone soccer club. He's not sure about his college plans yet. His parents immigrated from Vietnam before he was born. They don't have advanced degrees, so he'll be a first-generation college student. He does want to study abroad in Western Europe, fly drones commercially, and pursue a career in computer science, software engineering, or aviation. Right now, there is a huge lack of people of color and women working in the aerospace industry across the country and in Colorado. There are eight students in Westview's Drone Soccer Club. Two are girls, and Robbie Ferguson says a third hopes to join next semester. Coming up, we'll hear how a computer science class at Westie is training the next generation of professionals tasked with keeping our cyber data secure. KUNC's Colorado Edition connects you with important people and issues in communities across our state, from policymakers. When the states act together with the federal government to try and bring healthcare policy forward, that's when we end up with the best results. To the arts. I really believe that artists and poets are always at the forefront of culture change. Listen for great conversations about this incredible state we call home. Hear Colorado Edition weekdays at 2.30 or 6.30. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. KUNC is NPR for Northern Colorado, but we are also so much more. Our team of dedicated reporters and producers brings you the stories of people living and working in the place we call home. From reporting on the Colorado River to covering the fentanyl crisis and having that reporting affect legislation to podcasting to connect with new audiences. Help support our growing news service with a membership of just $15 a month. Visit KUNC.org and click donate. I'm Stephanie Daniel, and this is the Colorado Dream Career Education from KUNC. We're exploring how high school is playing an even greater role in shaping today's workforce. Over the past few years, I've gotten emails from a school I attended, a credit bureau, and a crowdfunding company. They all wrote to tell me they had a data breach and my personal information may be out there. I know this is not unique to me. Millions have received these emails. According to a yearly report that IBM has sponsored for the past 17 years, the average cost of data breaches hit a record this year. 
Experts largely attribute this to the COVID-19 pandemic and the global shift to working remotely. So what was domain one about? What are we covering domain one? CIA. CIA? It's mid-April, and I'm sitting in on a cybersecurity class at Westy. Computer science teacher Sergio Figueroa is busy writing on a whiteboard. He's getting his students, mainly juniors and seniors, ready to take the Microsoft Security Fundamentals exam. And then we covered wireless security. Any questions about it? The end goal is to receive a Microsoft industry credential that shows they know how to manage security on any Windows operating system. Then once you have that certification, are you able to get a job and what would that job be? It's an entry level certification, so it, it essentially will separate you from the rest of the people that may be applying for that job. It opens window, it opens <laughs> windows now, opens doors for our students to be able to get access to those positions, uh, such as help desk or working as a, a security intern or a security, a junior security officer. Sergio has worked in the IT field since he was 18. His high school in Puerto Rico didn't offer industry credentials, so he had to get his A-plus certification on his own. I understood at a very young age the importance of those certifications in, in the IT or technology industry, because uh, that proves that you have the competencies that the industry is requiring at that time. Sergio has a bachelor's degree in business and later became an educator. He's been teaching at Westy for eight years. He says the computer science pathway was virtually non-existent when he arrived. There were some basic classes, but they weren't designed to build on one another. That was actually my uh, my idea to bring in certifications in, in, into the pathway because I realized, okay, we have all this. We have this huge opportunity. Why can't students do that here in high school and learn that real world skill and be recognized by the industry by earning a credential in the classroom. Colorado does not require CTE programs to offer industry-recognized credentials. One, because they are not necessary in every industry. And two, the exams cost money, so there's an equity issue. At Westy, the Westminster Public Schools Foundation covers the cost and spends, on average, anywhere from fifteen dollars to $25,000 a year on credentials. The first computer science credential, IT Fundamentals, was offered about five years ago. And Sergio says 95% of his students passed the test. I still have some of their certifications up on my wall here. The district was very surprised that students were able to do this. Now there are close to 15 certifications students can choose from. Iomi Gamaro graduated from Westy in 2020 with three of them. I moved to here from Philippines about like six years ago. And I was still in middle school, and I was always been interested in um, computer science pathways. Her dad works in IT, and she always thought he had a cool job. She took a technology class in middle school, and then at Westy, moved on to engineering, computer science, and finally, cybersecurity. So the cybersecurity class is very hands-on. It was just some kind of like course where we go through like different type of um, attacks. The summer after Iomi's sophomore year, she got an apprenticeship through CareerWise Colorado. The three-year program is based on a Swiss model and works with local school districts and businesses to connect students with employers. During her junior year, she started with an internet services company while going to school. Then Iomi graduated as a junior. 
She thinks the industry credentials she earned helped her secure the apprenticeship. I actually do like it a lot. I learn like many things every day and like just the people I work with are very nice. They're very helpful. They always like to um, teach me new things. She says it's hard to juggle work and school, but she's managing. Plus, what she's learning on the job and in the classroom complement each other. Just like the aerospace industry, cybersecurity has a diversity problem. Only about a quarter of workers identify as women, and the percentage of employees of color in different racial and ethnic groups are in the single digits. What do you think could be done to maybe get more girls interested in um, computer science careers? Mainly having like um, maybe clubs to support it or like events specifically for um, um, women that are just starting to get interested in it because how I really got into it is mainly like joining a club. Those clubs were Skills USA, which is a student-led organization for kids interested in STEM, and Cyber Patriot for those who are interested in cybersecurity. Bill Charrington is the IT director and an instructor at Red Rocks Community College in Lakewood, Colorado. He's also a Westie parent and alum. Bill has had a hand in shaping Westie's computer science pathway. He worked with Sergio Figueroa to design the classes and curriculum. The hope is for students to use this foundation to easily transition to studying coding, networking, or cybersecurity at Red Rocks. More than a dozen Westie graduates have gone to the college over the past five years. They go right into these classes that don't necessarily need to have a prerequisite or an AccuPlacer test, which saves the school time, effort, money, saves the student time and effort and money. Bill also started Cyber Patriot at Westie and coaches students. Cyber Patriot is a national youth education program created by the Air Force Association. During the last school year, he held regular virtual meetings with a handful of them. They started this specific session looking at a Windows 10 workstation. What's the first question there, James? It's forensic question one. There's an MP3 in a music folder. Westie has teams that participate in cybersecurity skills competitions. Bill says Cyber Patriot helps students learn IT networking skills in high school and about different jobs. It's also turned into a very sought-after skills for colleges and for community colleges to recruit from. So they also have a basic skill set to where you can teach upon that and they can get certificates. Personally, I think we should uh, have them do it on their own for a little bit. And if they get stuck or anything like that, we can help them through it. That's Miles Rao. He's also a mentor for the Cyber Patriot students. He had a lot of fun helping them learn about systems and how to secure them. And Miles is the perfect coach. He competed in the program when he attended Westie. I've been kind of that nerdy kid ever since like elementary school to middle school. Um, I guess it all kind of started when I was playing on my brother's game consoles as a little kid. Miles' interest only grew as he got older. He started messing around with his PC at home, securing his family's network. He got involved with Westie's computer science pathway and found his niche in cybersecurity. The Red Rocks Community College had a team of people from the cybersecurity club who came and also helped mentor along with Bill. Um, and they were pretty instrumental in making me go to Red Rocks because they all seemed like they knew a lot and they came in and tried to build an environment for us. Miles enrolled after graduating from Westie in 2019. He was then hired by Bill to work on the college's networking team, 
and was also the captain of the school's cyber patriot team. Last April, Miles got his first full-time industry job as a cloud technician for an IT services company. He left Red Rocks to focus on work, but does plan to go back and finish his associate degree. It looks like in this field that the bare minimum that you would need is an associate's to get to the higher uh, positions. This semester, Miles is still working full-time and coaching the Westie Cyber Patriot teams. His dream job would be a penetration tester or cybersecurity analyst. His former classmate, Ayomi Gumaro, is in the final year of her apprenticeship and is now an information security engineer associate. She plans to finish her associate degree in cybersecurity at Red Rocks Community College and eventually get a bachelor's degree. Hi, my name is Sydney Gomez. I'm Anita Cordova. Uh, I am the lead student for today's event alongside Anita. Wolf Bites, the high school's student-run food truck, has been hired to cater a meeting for the Westminster Public Schools Foundation. Sydney and Anita are inside the truck, passing charcuterie boxes and homemade drinks through the service windows to the board members. The crackers are in here, and there's just a lot of meats, cheese, fruits, oh, vegetables, so hummus. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Nice Here's your refreshing raspberry lemonade. I've been reporting on Westie's CTE program for the past six months, and it's come to an end where it started, with a group of high school culinary students who have an incredible opportunity to learn about the industry. They've gone from overwhelmed amateurs to leading catering events. There's that for you. Thank you very of much. Course, During my time covering the many different classes at Westie, one thought has remained constant. I wish this program existed when I was in high school. Then I ask myself, what pathway would I have chosen? Maybe aerospace engineering, since I always wanted to go into space. Perhaps it would be video cinema arts, because I love storytelling. I honestly don't know. But I do know this, whatever career and technical education pathway I chose, it would have given me what I needed to pursue the career of my dreams. I'm Stephanie Daniel. The Colorado Dream Career Education is a production of KUNC. It was written, reported, and produced by me, with editing and production help from Ray Solomon. Brian Larson is the editor, and Jackie High is the digital editor. Our theme music is by Matthew Simonson, and other music is by Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to Tammy Turwelp and Jason Gonzalez. The story was produced as part of the Higher Education Media Fellowship at the Institute for Citizens and Scholars. The fellowship supports new reporting into issues related to post-secondary career and technical education.